the Weekly Warp Pipe. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Weekly Warp Pipe, a podcast dedicated to retro video games, 80s and 90s toys, and all things nostalgia. And this week, we're jumping in the Warp Pipe and going back and taking a look at the N64. We're doing the $100 Game Challenge, giving 100 bucks. What games would you purchase? And if you guys haven't already, be sure to check out the theweeklywarppipe.com for other episodes, merch, and everything going on with the show. New episodes every Saturday at 7 a.m. Without further ado, let's get on to the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Weekly Warp Pipe. I'm Russ Lyman. What's up, guys? It's me, NES Addict. Yes, we are back at it. Another episode. Someone has suggested it for us to do one of these uh, challenge videos again. Now, I could have sworn we have done the $100 NES challenge, but I went to look back at our episodes and, and we never did it. We just oh, no. did Super Nintendo. Yeah, we'll have to get on that then. So maybe we'll backtrack with that. But since a ton of people have been doing NES and we already did Super Nintendo only made sense to go to the Nintendo 64 $100 game challenge. That'll be interesting, Russ. Uh, uh, my game, my N64 uh, game knowledge is minimal. I do not okay. collect for the 64. I've had a few and I've played a few games. Uh, it wasn't a system I played growing up. Um, oh, okay. I do remember playing it at friends' houses a couple times. Yeah. And I remember playing it, obviously, in store. Okay, um, at the kiosk and stuff. At the kiosk. Yeah. So um, it was something I wanted, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, my mom just wouldn't wouldn't budge so she's like no all right got you to super nintendo that's enough yeah yep <laughs> pretty much yeah I, I i played it growing up i probably got a lot of my games honestly from blockbuster video uh going there either renting them or they would have the used game bins and you could get them for a few dollars so i've gotten a few through there um but back uh, a couple years i was working at retro games plus and i actually ended up trading in my Nintendo 64 and all its games to get the PS4. Oh man. <laughs> so Do you regret that or no? Uh I mean, I I would say the N64 is probably my least favorite Nintendo console. Right. I played it, I enjoyed it, but I didn't find myself going back to it a ton. I gotcha. Um, so getting the PS4, I was like, oh, it's something new. I mean, it wasn't brand new at the time. We we had gotten a used one in the store, but I was like, you know, let me jump on this because I didn't get the PS3 for a while. And I was like, I could always get these N64 games again. So down the road, someone was trading in a um, N64 and it was broken. And they were just like, you know what? You could just take it. And I was like, OK. So I ended up getting this cool jungle green N64. But it does have like this big crack in it at the gotcha. top right there. And it's like chipped right there. So other than that. Days. You know, it works. And I, I only have two physical games for the system. I'm looking to to possibly maybe just get one of the EverDrives to have all the games. Because it's hard to emulate the games on right. my SNES Classic. doesn't quite keep up. Um, but I was talking to Ganny Man. He told me they're actually doing stuff where you can get something um, to install into the system. And it's almost like you put like an SD card in there and put the games in and hmm. load it that way instead of... Uh, Instead of getting the EverDrive, but we'll see. That's that's a topic for another episode. This topic we're discussing. You have a hundred dollars, and you need to start your N sixty four collection 
and you already have the console, but you want to get some games for it. And now we're using uh, one loose prices of the games. These are cart only, and it's everything's based off videogameprececharting.com. We just went there. I made an Excel spreadsheet, put in the price, and it gave me a total, and we did it until we got closest to 100 without going over. Now, kind of the idea for this, Russ, if I'm not mistaken, is that we're picking what we would start out our collection as. This isn't kind of the end goal. Right. This is just like a good mix of games to start our collection less than $100. Because I feel like when we did our Super NES um, challenge, Mm -hmm. I think Mega Dan picked it up, you know, and kind of took the torch. And then it kind of, I've seen it kind of spread throughout the gaming community. Okay. Um, But I feel like... I feel like the, the that that little aspect was lost in some right. of those videos that like this isn't the only games you're going to ever play forever. <laughs> this is just kind of like what you're, would you're you starter. get? What would you pack. get first? Like a starter pack, exactly. Right. Like, uh, like here, here, kid. Here's a hundred bucks. Go to the game store, get your first however many games, and then we'll worry about more later. Right. I, I kind of think of it as back in the day when we were growing up as kids. Right. You you didn't get video games a lot. Maybe it was your birthday. Maybe it was Christmas, so that's like twice a year. Maybe you got a good report card and you were lucky your parents bought you a game. So right. you had three games for the year to play over and over again, unless you were renting them for maybe the weekend. So this is like, you got 100 bucks. What games you want to play for quite some time that will keep you occupied? And then, you know, when your birthday comes around, maybe you buy a higher price game. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I looked at it. Or as like you're starting out as a as a new collector and like mm-hmm. you had a hundred bucks to go spend. Like what were the what would be the first games you'd pick up to entertain you for a few months until you decided to go add some more? Right. Either and either again, one of those scenarios. And again, it's our list. If it if the games don't uh you know meet your criteria, you're welcome to leave a comment and let us know. I have a few people we'll highlight that gave us some games that would make their list. But we'll start off with ours. Um, the first game I put on my list was Yoshi's Story for $22.10. Oh. This plays, you would think, N64. Everything was like 3D. Yoshi's yeah. Story plays 2D platformer style, oh. like, like Super Mario Brothers. You're going left to right. Um, and it just has you know better graphics because it's the N64. So... That aspect um, appealed to me more. I'm definitely more of the side the scroll, pl- sad side scrolling platformer. Less to get lost. You're just going left to right and enjoy the game. Um, so super fun, Yoshi. You know, can't go wrong with uh, with a fun Yoshi game. Um, they got all the new ones now on the Switch with like Yoshi's Woolly World and and all those ones. And you played a little bit as Yoshi in Super Mario Land too. So it seemed like the progression uh fit right yeah so cool i i think i've heard of that game i'm i'd actually never seen footage of it so i'll have to look that up and see what it looks like but yeah um, check it out definitely a fun one so i went uh a, a more of a um what's the word i'm looking for predictable routine gotcha <laughs> i went straight for mario 64 as as what most people will i, I tried to switch mine up some though it's a it's a high price game though it's 34.95 loose um, right. which is kind of a big part of the hundred dollar budget so i had to get creative later mario you know it's the game that i remember playing at the kiosk and i was like wow like super mario world was the last mario game i played and now he can right. kind of traverse this 3d world which was kind of neat and i remember hearing him go whoop, whoop, when he's jumping around, you know, and climbing trees. I don't know. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Like, um, 
I've never played it to completion because okay. like I said, I'd never had an N64. Um, so I think if I was getting an N64 today, I would like to try to run through Mario uh, 64. Right. And, and also it has uh, the very fun, like um, start screen where you can play with Mario's face. Pull his yeah, you can pull his face and his nose. and so, so you can fart around with that for a while. But I get what you're saying with, um, you know, even the, the main hub area where the castle is, because how it works, you jump into paintings and do the mm -hmm. worlds that way, having enough stars. But you could just cruise around the uh, the courtyard and yep. have fun doing that for That's sure. That's what I did. That's what I did at uh, probably like a Kmart or a Walmart back when I was a kid, running right. around, seeing it for the first time. You probably didn't know how the levels work, so you're like, I don't know where level one starts, or you're like, maybe this is it. You just run around the, the grass. Yep. <laughs> just, you know, like getting the different mechanics down, like, doesn't he like slide on his stomach? Yeah, you can uh, you can you could hit the button and you could jump further and then you can also like psh, yeah across the grass so that was just kind of neat just seeing what they were doing with him you know exactly. in a 3d environment all right i'm gonna move on to a game i did play quite a bit never never completed it and as as what i know it was almost like an experiment to see how people enjoyed this but star wars shadow of the empire twelve dollars 66 cents that's a, that's a bargain buy right there. Yeah, so that's pretty cheap. You know, I could have got some of the other ones, but more expensive. Um, but this is, yeah, it's basically like a action-adventure game. You play as unknown Star Wars character. You're not Han Solo. You're some random random guy. But the Stormtrooper's in there, and you, you know, explore um, the, the Star Wars universe. And, uh, yeah, I remember having a good time with it, exploring around. And I guess they put this out to see how people react it like to a star Wars game. Cause mm -hmm. they're like, would people want this? I guess on the N64 and you know, it was, was positive received. So they went there. Yeah, I think there's three other star Wars games. Is it like a pod racer on there? Yeah. That... A, there's a pod racer rogue Scott squadron. Yeah. And there might be one more. I'm not a hundred percent, but yeah. Star is Wars. The, is it the Mandalorian on there? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There could be a D make. <laughs> Someone made it, ported it to the N64. Dang, 12 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, pretty good deal, I thought. Um, for me, uh, went with another Nintendo flagship. Um, you know, they started out this on the Super Nintendo and carried it on to the 64. I got Star Fox 64. I figured you might say that. Yep. Yep. $20.98. Another, uh, another pricey one. Another pricey one. I know I'm eating away that budget quick. <laughs> um, we're already over 50 bucks on this. Um, but, you know, Star Fox was a really kind of revolutionary game with the FX chip. And uh, from what I understand, the 64 version is kind of more refined and um, all the same characters are coming back and it just looks like a fun adventure. So, uh, right. like I said, I am a N64 kind of newbie. So I figured I'd like to play the Star Fox game. So. Perfect. Uh, I, on our uh, Facebook page, we had posted and uh, Joe Dunbar, Nintendo said he would buy several copies of Star Fox 64. Yeah, I told him technically you could only get four because it would be over the budget. That's right. Sorry, Joe. Because <laughs> he must love that game then. I guess so. Yeah, cer certainly a fun one. That's for sure. And again, sure I think wisely, it, I think it played to its advantage with the N64 had a lot of those almost like polygon graphics in there. Right. Game. So it only, uh, you know, enhanced what Star Fox looks like. 
I was watching reviews on all these games that I picked today because, like I said, my knowledge of them is slim, and mm-hmm. it, it looked pretty dang good, honestly. Yeah, I certainly have to go back to it. I mean, I I played it and, and beat it. And if you bought the game in the box, it did come with a rumble pack that you can insert into your controller. That's awesome. So made it more immersive. There you go. The old rumble pack. The old rumble pack. Um, I switched it up. I played this a ton in the arcade. That's Cruisin' USA. Yeah, that was an arcade game that I played a lot too. $14.26. Can't go wrong with a racing game. You can play play these to death. Cruising USA has that arcade experience where, um, you know, it it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, You're you're cruising around different tracks in the U.S. Um, And I always remember you can, like, double pump the gas and the car does, like, a wheelie. And you can, like, (laughs) hop over cars. That's awesome. so yeah, definitely, definitely a fun time. They had a few more on on the uh, system itself than it came out in the arcade, but the original Cruising USA definitely fun. And I always remember, I remember it in the arcade, um, you know, it run through its its um, like trailer or whatever if you don't put a quarter in, right? And I remember this and Killer Instinct had Ultra sixty four like as the engine running. Oh uh, yeah, it was officially N sixty four. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, because it was Ultra 64. That would have been a cool name. Yeah. Super. Then you go to Ultra. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why didn't they do They should have stuck with that. That sounds rad, actually. I like that. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you ready, Russ? Yeah. I got another fairly expensive. I'm I'm, I'm slowly creeping the price that's down you're here. You're going to tap out a short list. Uh, I got, I'm picking um, Perfect Dark. Oh, okay. Yep. It was $18.99. Not the year. The, the price. <laughs> Start a story. It was $18.99. <laughs> I remember. Um, but it's kind of like uh, runs off the same engine as like the James Bond game that was right, so Golden popular. Egg. Yes. Now yeah. I've, I've heard tons of stuff about I never played Perfect Dark, but I heard a lot of people say it was better than GoldenEye. That's what I heard. That's what I hear also. Um I always had a hard time with GoldenEye because, well, number one, I didn't have a 64 to practice with, but I always felt like he held the gun like this. Oh, like, right, right. It in was the, like, yeah, you know, like, it wasn't how's, like how's, this. How's this look in third person? Because you're playing in first person. It was and it always bothered me. And I think that I think that some of that some of the same is on Perfect Dark from what I saw. But um, apparently it was like a pretty good s- story as well. And okay. it's kind of like a. I don't. I I don't really don't know a whole lot about it, but I watched a review this morning. It's like a like a kind of like a space adventure almost. If I'm wrong, feel free to correct me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what it's about at all, Jay. It's about yeah, yeah. Russia. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> but um, it looked good. Um, and I like the fact that it was a little bit ref- more refined than the Golden Eye. Um, but yeah, I remember when my buddy Johnny worked at the skate park with me. Okay. He, this was a game that he recommended I get. And I think actually he gave me his copy to play because I had a 64 yeah. early on in my collecting when I just collected everything before gotcha. I narrowed it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you haven't, if you don't have it, maybe it's one you should get. So yeah, I would say. And how much was it again? You said like I think $18.99. Yeah, see. So I ha- I do have. I made like a list, two expensive games, basically didn't make my list. And GoldenEye 
was on there. 33.93 for Golden Eyes. It's gone up quite a bit. That's what I come to find with a lot of these games. Last time I checked the prices on these, I was probably working at Retro Games Plus. So it's yeah. been a minute. And um, yeah, a lot of these N64. I almost was like, should we make it a $200 game challenge to be able to fit more games on there because they're so expensive, but kept it at a hundred and see how creative it. we can be basically. <laughs> but you know, like because GoldenEye is more expensive and apparently this game's better. I mean, maybe you get more bang for your buck anyway. Right. Right. So there, there you go. go. Nice. Um, I add it. So I wanted, I wanted a shooter on the list as well. Um, and GoldenEye was too, too pricey for my taste. And I actually went with the sequel of a game, uh, Turok 2, Seeds of Evil. It was only $10.19. So that's cheap. So I've only played Turok, but Turok was more expensive. So I can only imagine Turok 2, they improved upon the original, and it probably plays just as good, if not better. One would hope. Right. So, I mean, you're playing as this hunter guy that's fighting dinosaurs. Uh, doesn't get cooler than that, right? Not, you get to shoot some much. velociraptors. You get, like, bow and arrow weapons and stuff like that. It's very... It plays in first person, so it's similar to, like, a Doom S Doom type game. Or GoldenEye, I guess. I mean, those are all first person shooters. Um, but, yeah. And I, I'm trying to remember if Turok 2, I think, was a black cartridge. I know hmm. the first one was gray. I can't remember if Turok 2 or 3 was the black cartridges because some N64 games actually come in, in black. I actually have one right here, which did not make my list this game, but we got uh, WWF No Mercy, and it's in a black cartridge. Too expensive. Go. I've They've said this is the best wrestling game on the N64, but it costs too much. Well, that uh, that's a perfect segue into my next game. <laughs> Um, this is a game that I remember playing with my friend Mark and Brad growing up. Um, okay. they were huge wrestling fans. Yeah. I could care less about it. I did get into it in high school a little bit. Yeah. A group of my friends would watch it on Sunday and my one buddy would, um, buy it on like pay-per-view, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of became a, a, uh, short-lived Diamond Dallas Page fan. Okay. Um, but this game is WCW, uh, NWO Revenge. Oh, okay. $9.99. There we go. So right under 10 bucks. Um, I just remember playing it with my friends and the wrestling was like, like I said, it wasn't something I was interested in, but it was fun to do the maneuvers on people like, you know, body slams and yes, whatever the other wrestling moves are called. <laughs> power, <laughs> you know, power slams. I don't you know, know. The leg drop. The elbow diamond elbow. cutter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, okay. throwing, throwing them out of the rink, you know? I yeah. Yeah. It controlled really well. Um, and I just remember it being a lot of fun, especially co-op. So yeah, that was something like that. It's definitely fun with two players. So you get some good play out of that replay value. Yeah. And from what I understand, like it holds up pretty well to this day. Even oh, okay. Though, even though the, the guys look a bit blocky, you know? Right, right. And there was this one wrestler, he's really big. I cannot remember his name. He was like a, he had like brown hair, real big guy. He was always like the biggest guy on the screen. Oh, okay. That, if you guys know that guy's name, let me know in the comments below. He was a, a WCW wrestler. Yeah. I want to say his name was like Diesel, but I could totally be making that up. I, I don't I mean, remember. Sounds like a, you know, good wrestling name. 
Diesel. <laughs> so I have no idea. But I, you know, one of the things I always liked about that game too was Sting was in it. But at oh that yeah, point, Sting had more of like the crow kind of look. Oh yes, yeah. With the earlier black and on, makeup. he had like he had like blonde, spiky hair and like cool face makeup. Right, he almost looks very similar to like. I guess Ultimate Warrior with his face paint. Right? Yeah, like Ultimate Warrior, but like with like a, <laughs> yeah, with like a um, what's the what's the boxer in the Rocky three or four? No, uh, yeah, it was Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, look kind of a like a Dolph Lundgren type. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I got no segue into my next game, but <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get Dolph Lundgren's greatest hits. <laughs> so I want to add. Uh, Obviously, the sports games are the cheapest, right? On the system, mm -hmm. most people aren't going to go for that. Um, so I added NFL Blitz at thirteen seventy four. So this is a series similar to what NBA Jam was, where NBA Jam is very arcade, over the top. NFL Blitz again added elements to that, so you have like you got it on there. That was your last one. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I like also that you wrote it on a piece of paper. It's totally written on a bank statement. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I hopped on and played this in the arcade here and there. I've never watched sports on TV, but the arcade aspect, you know, drew you in where you're like, oh, OK, you know, it's fun. I can like sack them like more aggressively or whatever, almost to like how uh, Mutant League football would be. Right. I guess I would say, but NBA Jam basically is the the go to. Okay, you want football like that? NFL Blitz. Exactly. It's kind of like the arcade style run and gun. There are no rules. Um, I think there is even seven like uh, football players on each team at a time instead of eleven. Oh, okay. So there's a bit more room on the field to run around, and the passes are like just real quick. Um, what made me think of this game is. I know that gaming off the grid mm -hmm. plays a lot of uh, like NHL hits. Yes. Okay. And NFL blitz is kind of like the NHL is like the NFL version of the hits game where everything's just fast paced, arcadey. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you don't even really have to be a football fan to have fun on that game. Right. Like much like I said, I didn't really watch sports growing up, but playing those games, I'm like, okay, I could get into it, you know, it's fun. It's yeah. fast paced. You're not like, oh, I got to pick my play and do this and play right. this. Yep. Yeah. Just kind of quick, you know, um, off the top of your head. How can you, how can you make this work? So um, fun game, but that's nice. so funny. When you said sports, I was like, he's going <laughs> to pick NFL blitz too. But yeah, that rounds out my five games uh, wow, for a total so of $98 and 65 cents. Wow, so, see, there you go. I know Russ uh, squeezed a little more out of his budget, so let's hear what you got, Russ. Yeah, I do have three more games on there. I'll, I'll highlight quickly. We got some comments that people left on YouTube and Facebook. Um, m and J on our YouTube page said, Mischief Makers, that's going for $32.46. Hmm. I said I never played this one, but I can distinctly remember the um, the box art of it, like on the label. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know that. if you guys know that one. Um, and Tani Garcia said 
Jet Force Gemini. That was one of the ones I was going to bring up too. That was another one that my buddy Johnny back in the day recommended. Okay. I, I Again, I never played that one. I can picture the cover. It's got like, I think some guy with like a helmet on. That's, that's like right. Blue and silver or something yep, like you that. You got it. Um, so I don't know how it plays. Is it like a shooter? I wonder. Like a <sighs> golden eye, but you're in space. Jet Force yeah, Gemini sounds spacey. But I don't know if it's, I think you can see your character though. Okay, it's a third person aspect, possibly. I think I, I could be wrong, but I think that's right. Um, Zach said on Facebook he would get Ocarina and Majora's Mask. I said that would bring your total to $91.45. So it fits the challenge, but you wouldn't have any other games. But those games are fairly long, right? Right. So they might eat up a few months before you oh, yeah. go back out and grab some more. I just wonder, like, would you get tired being in the zelda universe for that much time both for as, both right. games right. right you figured you would go zelda mario or something to switch it up switch yeah whereas you're bit. like i'm bored of ocarina i'm gonna go to major it's like well it's the same thing you're just, right yeah different, different. <laughs> at a different place <laughs> yeah, yeah um what else do we have uh facebook said um peter bateman left an entire list for us I'll run all right peter way to pull through so, so thanks so much for putting that in there wave race 64 for 13 bucks good one golden eye 3393 diddy kong racing 2359 that's a i looked at that one, one too that was gonna make my list but again too high major league baseball featuring ken griffey jr ten dollars 12 cents so good baseball game right could have baseball in there glover it's only thirteen sixty. I thought about Glover. I'm pretty sure Pac-Man Case has mentioned that game before. I have the vinyl soundtrack. Shout out to uh, Respawned Records. They sent me out a copy to uh, to review, and uh, it's got some good music on there. There you go. Um, NFL Quarterback Club 2000, four dollars fifty five cents. Bargains for a total price of ninety eight seventy nine. I hear you. So, so Peter hit the challenge there. With good job, the Peter. Ones. All right, to round up my list, I got Tony Hawk Pro Skater on there, nine forty nine. Nice. <laughs> Gotta have some fun, Tony Hawk on there. Great soundtrack, skateboarding. I tried to skateboard a little bit growing up. wasn't great at it. Much better at the video game. You yeah, won't get hurt falling doing a uh, doing an ollie. That's right. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. Pro Skater games were so fun. You could just get lost in those games for hours and hours trying to yeah. get like score combinations and. Mm -hmm. They had like the, you know, like the horse, like game of skate on there. That was always right. fun to play. Finding um, the uh, v the VHS tapes. VHS tapes. That was a really well done game. Absolutely. It definitely helped, I would say, reignite uh, Tony Hawk's career and in, in getting him back in. I know for a fact it did. I recently watched a video on Tony Hawk and um, in the mid 90s, uh, you know, skate culture was taking a turn to do more like street skating okay tony tony hawk was a vert skater and he was trying to make that transition and it he just wasn't i mean he was still better than like most people but it was like right. compared to the other street skaters he wasn't that good and i think he was even like losing some money and in that time he was working on that game with activision and it came kind of came out and re it totally did revamp him yeah and he, uh, yeah, I seen something of that. And he was like, oh, when I got the check for whatever, it was just like, what? Yeah. Did this well? All right, let's yep. make more. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
So I, I added this one on here. Again, I said uh, I got to go with the prices. In, instead of this one, I added WWF Warzone was only 468 I can't say to how it plays, but it's a wrestling game. So I think that would keep me entertained for, for some bit. And I would have some knowledge of some of the wrestlers back then. I watched more 80s wrestling. I wasn't really the Attitude Era, which has like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and all that. So, But I know them, so I'm sure they're in that game. And I'll be like, oh, okay, I could play as those guys. Um, and then to wrap up my um, games here, I chose 1080 Snowboarding, $11.32. I definitely played this one a ton. I myself do enjoy snowboarding, but I can't do it that great. Um, and I always loved the Cool Border series on um playstation uh, excuse me need some uh need some water here there you go. <laughs> but yeah snowboarding you get to go down the mountain and perform all these fun tricks um and have different characters you could choose from and different mountains and for that price i was like okay let me let me throw it on the list that brought my total to 98 dollars 44 cents so I doubt I'd be able to find a dollar something game on the list. I think we did look. You can filter on video game price charting and do the prices. And I don't think there was like a dollar something game on there. So <laughs> that was all I could fit. <laughs> and you said your you say your total was what? Ninety eight forty four. Ninety eight. Okay, you came under me and had more games than me. I was ninety eight sixty five. See, there we go. But again, it's uh, you know. So teach your own which games to have on your list and are going to keep you more entertained. Yep. I, and again, I did make a list of games that I wanted to be on my list, but they were too expensive. So you had Mario Mario 64. Um, I did not add, which most people probably would, Mario Kart 64. I looked at that one too. This was $42.68. Loose, not box. I just happened to have a box copy. Yeah. Shout out to... Um, uh, Gabo, I got this from Gabo. Gabo, <laughs> um, yeah, pricey again. That, and then I had looked at Diddy Kong Racing, but again, too much money. We mentioned Goldeneye, Zelda Ocarina of Time was thirty six forty six. Yeah, and then one that I didn't think was going to be expensive that I played a ton of was Rampage World Tour. Hmm. You're you know you play as the the big oversized monsters. Yeah, um, and you smash buildings up and there's like hundreds of levels definitely would keep you entertained forever um and yeah i couldn't believe it was like almost 30 bucks i was like okay i guess i can't make my list <laughs> one of the ones i looked at that was a bit more expensive was banjo kazooie and banjo tooie yes i was hoping one of those would be a little less but nope yeah again you're you're picking those well-known titles and right the prices of these games have gone up so much. You're like, okay, um, I'm either going to have to pick one that I really, really like choose Mario, choose Zelda or, or whatever. And then the rest are going to have to be almost, you know, cheaper filler games, right? Budget, budget games for sure. Yeah. So some even game, like I looked up, I was like, Oh, maybe this one, there was like a, um, razor scooter game. Yeah. Right. And you're like, okay, it's probably cheap. No, it was like $60. What? I was like, okay. I was like, I never played this. Might be cool. But it's one, again, one of the most rarest games on the N64. Okay, yeah, Conquer's Bad for a Day is expensive and all that. But there's a bowling game 
that is super expensive bowling wow i, I remember my friend uh george um was going for a complete um n64 set which which he had gotten um and that was one of the last games that he had to get to complete the collection um let's see if i could find it on here quickly oh because it also lists it lists all the uh uh accessories as well on video game price charting right the highest game listed on there is zelda's majora's mass not for resale so there's a lot of those that that come up on the list let's see what the heck was the bowling game while you're looking for that i'll just mention one that i also looked at um being a big castlevania fan i looked at the castlevania games oh yeah huh and they were like in the 30s, you know. I thought I was doing pretty good to get Mario, Star Fox, and Perfect Dark, kind of like big three big names, you know, and then throw in two fillers with the, the WCW and NFL Blitz. But right, okay. So the game's called Super Bowling. Goes for six hundred twenty-six dollars loose. Good night. Hopefully, I found that at a yard sale somewhere. And that's again, that's one that will go way under the radar. If you're at a yard sale or a goodwill, like it come in a goodwill, that would be like bowling game, whatever. Like bowling you know, game, put two bucks on it, nobody two cares. Bucks. And you're like, what? Six hundred twenty-six dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so I googled that um that wrestler. I was trying to remember just because. Oh, was, okay. Was kill me. Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Yeah. Yeah. He you now he doesn't look the same in this picture. He used to have like really long hair, brown hair, but he was just a huge Hulk of a man. That's right. That's right. Yeah, definitely. A, definitely a fun wrestler there. I would say is he as tall. I know DDP is definitely tall. I wonder if they're about the same height. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't tell you. I, I only met a, a, a few wrestlers in, in person. If, if if you guys saw pictures, I was at Retro World Expo this past year. That's in Connecticut convention that they have. And um, I got pictures because my Mario Kart car was parked inside the convention center. And I was hanging out at my buddy Tom Ryan's booth. He was uh, he was doing a live stream at the booth. So he's like, can you watch my booth? I'm like, sure. So I'm sitting there. I'm chatting with David Apuzo. And I think Andy Man was there as well. And we're just talking. And I see out of the corner of my eye walking in. And I was like, yo, is that Xavier Woods from New Day <laughs> Wrestling? And it was him and Kofi Kingston, who was formerly the WWF champion wwe sorry champion uh just happened to be in the area i guess they had a show in massachusetts and they swung into retro world to see what was going on and they ended up coming back that sunday and we got pictures in front of my car and i showed them my car and they took pictures with it and it was pretty awesome that's hilarious yeah <laughs> i don't know who either of those people are but that's still cool well they they run a gaming <laughs> channel as well called up up down down Oh, nice. Great name. And they have a lot of um, the wrestlers come on and they'll they'll play, you know, like challenge games and stuff to do like Street Fighter and retro games. And uh, yeah, they definitely have a good time. So I've gotten a few shirts that say up, up, down, down, because again, awesome name. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Mm -mm -mm. Trying to think anything else to say about the N64, Jay? Um, the, the color tastic in 64s were kind of neat. And like, you have that jungle green one, but there were like a bunch of other colors too. Yeah. Yeah. And they had fun names too. This is jungle green. They had, uh, I believe atomic purple watermelon, red, um, smoke gray. 
what was the blue one? There was was a blue it ice one. blue? I think it was ice blue. These all sound like Kool-Aid drinks. I know it does, doesn't it? It makes, <laughs> me, makes me thirsty. And I did pick up, I have yet to use it, but um, I picked up a new third-party controller called, uh, is it Retro Brawler, I want to say? It's a new design to the controller, so it looks and feels more like, I guess I would say like a like a pro controller or like an Xbox controller, like a newer gen controller. If you didn't enjoy playing with the uh, try for try, what is it? Uh, Trident yeah, style N64 controller. Uh, so this can bring new life and they have wireless ones too. So they got a little dongle that'll plug in and then you could sit on your couch far away and play the game. But yeah, you have to try it. It has, it has, you know, more of a D pad that you're using instead of the, analog gotcha. in, the, in the middle we're like how do you hold this oh fun funny story w were you telling me when um retro rick came to visit and you guys played n64 and he didn't know how to hold the controller no i don't was it you i'm trying to think if you told me or it was it, it was, was either me or it was either me or pac-man case if it was me i don't remember okay. i think and he may have been joking you know I feel, i'm pretty sure rick <laughs> I'm pretty sure Rick grew up with a 64 because he was playing, he was playing uh, some racing game with Andy, and he was just whooping him. Oh, he's whooping him. Oh, so yeah, and, and, and yeah. I, I feel like Andy's a pretty, probably a pretty good N64 player, as he has almost the whole collection, if not the whole collection. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, but Rick was Rick was beating him pretty good. <laughs> so he's he's like pool sharking him. I remember I played like one round, and then I was like, I'm out, I'm done. <laughs> it was like some that. it wasn't it was it might have been diddy kong racing it was a racing game but it was he was doing pretty well nice uh, i looked up those other uh n64s there was fire orange okay it was indeed ice blue yep. and then there was a grape purple and a midnight blue color nice and there was a um pikachu n64 that's also sought after it's half blue half yellow I yeah believe. And you have Pikachu that's on top of the console, and his little foot is the reset button, I believe. Yeah, and when that's you turn cool. it, you turn it on, his cheeks uh, glow red. I wouldn't mind having that, even though I am like not a huge N sixty four person. But that just seems cool. My ever since my kid got into Pokemon, I've kind of got into it a little bit. Right, and that's literally the only console I've seen that is like fully custom with like a 3d thing. Usually you get like, it's like a skin, you know? Right. Like that's just like a graphic that's on it, but they made like this 3d Pikachu that comes out of the system. You're like, what? This looks dope. It, yeah. You know, that was definitely different. Uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen again. That might've been only in the nineties thing. You know what I mean? Right. Well, they did just come out with a um, switch OLED. That was Pokemon um, for the new Pokemon game. Um, but again, it's just a, uh, a print. graphic print, yeah. on it, which, uh, you just, you could just get done yourself. I've gotten stickers and, um, for my consoles on a site called decal girl, and then you could just choose your console and they'll print a sticker that, that fits on it. And you do custom NESs. You, you probably have done more of like a 3d molds than, you know, any company would ever do. Yeah, a lot of people I've seen that do the custom NESs are just uh, with the design and then they gloss over it. But I do enjoy making um, them with like 3D clay um, to kind of give it some 3D elements. Some um, texture. Yeah, I did it. I did a Super Mario Brothers one that has 
um, Mario 3. It's all yellow with Mario 3, like, on the cover. But then I used clay, and I made his ears and his tail, like, 3D. So it stood out a little bit. Though, to yeah. Me. All right. This is unique. So that one came out fun. I will be working on a custom PlayStation in the coming coming weeks that I have to do. Um, it's going to be, I think, Mega Man Legends. We're going with the, the theme for it. That'd so, be cool. So we'll see. If you guys aren't subscribed to my Russ Lyman channel already, then check that out. That's where I'll be doing like DIY videos and, and all that jazz on there. And if you're not subscribed to uh, the Weekly Warp Pipe, be sure to do too. so. We have uh, episodes every Saturday at 7 a.m. And we um, we also are newly um, joined up with the Dorkening Podcast Network. The Dorkening. The Dorkening. Um, I'll be switching over. I have to get all like stuff signed and and see what we have to do where we're going to be mentioning other podcasts. But you you can check out Retro Redocupus is on there, which is Nintendo's uh, podcast. Say that five times fast. I know. I can barely say, say it. it one time slow. <laughs> <laughs> then my buddy uh steven runs the um retro throwback reviews um as well and i'll have to get familiar with other people there's tons of podcasts on there but you can definitely check them out and yeah we're excited to be on there absolutely um, follow me on social medias i'm on instagram tiktok youtube and uh where, where can we find you jay you can find me only on tiktok at nes addict and every saturday with my buddy russ on the weekly warp pipe yeah hey hey how how close are you to uh 50k followers on tiktok um i i hit like 40k and then i really slowed down but i also haven't been i was putting out three videos a day which now yeah. i'm putting out one maybe two in my live streams this summer helped a lot because I was uh, streaming like every night and now I'm working. So that's became less as well. But uh, right. to answer your question about 8K, roughly. There you go. So, if, yeah, guys, I'll get there and, one day. Head over to the TikToks and follow J NES Addict. That's right. Just because I'm an NES Addict doesn't mean you can't be an NES Addict too. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Take care, guys. Have a fun week. <laughs>